0: Attention, patriots. Broadcasting from the free zones, Radio Free Redoubt begins in 5, 4, 3, 2... God-fearing, liberty-loving patriots, welcome to Radio Free Redoubt, the Sunday evening podcast, and this is episode 22-25. This is the 25th show of 2022, uh, outdoing 2021 and 2020 for the insanity, and front row seats to uh, some very historic, if not even... Uh, prophetic times, uh, pretty wild. So we're going to be talking about a few things tonight after the news and commentary. Uh, First of all, uh, there's a little bit about communications. Uh, There's a lot of talk right now, a lot of hype, really, about uh, an incoming solar flare. And uh, that's true, but it is not... catastrophic. Nobody's fearing it, uh, except for people to get caught off guard by, you know, poorly written, inaccurately portrayed, you know, headlines. Uh, You know, it's just uh, clickbait, really. Um, We know there's going to be a solar flare this week because Amron nets are this week. So (laughs) uh, it's going to make it challenging for us, but we like a challenge. And uh, we actually like it better when... Everything works as expected, but uh, yeah, I'll talk about that and some uh, other things that, that are kind of on our radar, of course, the expected, they're priming us for power outages and grid failures this year, this summer, but this is happening all over the world. And so there, there's there's a lot of stuff happening and that brings me to, uh, you know, segment three. There's some major shifting right now in the world order. I mean, the order of things, not like the new world order, although that's what it is. But what I mean is just, you know, business as usual is not being conducted as usual and high-level leaders are being displaced. I mean resigning, and there's uh, unrest all over the place. Chess pieces are being moved around on the board, and there is there's another game at play here, and uh, the stakes are high. We're you know essentially we we have entered into World War Three, and setting the stage for a, a global system of governance and everybody who, uh, isn't on the the list is being removed. And, uh, anyway, I'm going to talk about that in, in segment three. So, uh, let's get into the news and commentary. Oh, first, before I do, uh, we, we did not do a live podcast last night. Most of you uh, probably not even aware, but for our live listening audience, uh, we had pre-recorded uh, late Sunday afternoon uh, the Monday morning commute with JJS and Lady Liberty, the radio free Redoubt production. There, it uh, airs out of Spokane every every weekday morning on at seven a.m. Uh, called the morning commute, which a lot of you already know that. But uh, we aired that as a sneak preview for our normal Sunday evening listening audience uh we just had a lot going on a lot of a lot of stuff going on on the property and uh it was good it was all really good but it just uh got inundated in some tasks that did not allow me to adequately prepare for tonight's show so i'm recording this late later than uh our our live streaming time so i can get that uploaded for uh for all of you all right now the news and commentary Brought to you by Prepping 2.0 with Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher, helping to get your preps taken to the next level. Uh, He's the author of the 10-book prepper novel series, The 299 Days. And uh, she's the author of the three-book series, A Great State. And uh, you can learn more about Prepping 2.0 at prepping2-0.com. And for those of you who may have missed the last uh, show for the last several weeks, or if you haven't just missed it, uh, there is an event in Missoula, Montana, July 30th. Lady Liberty and I will be speaking at that, but it's really informal. It's it's a get-together, a gathering for patriots, uh, more mostly for Glenn to say thank you to all of you who supported he and Shelby while he was in the hospital fighting for his life. And, uh, so there was such an outpouring of support, they wanted to say thank you. And so, uh, it's a little shindig they're putting on in Missoula, Montana, and it's going to be a barbecue, informal, and, uh, just a Patriot meet and greet. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, mark your calendars and go to prepping 2 com for all the details and directions if, uh, that's something that's within reach for you. I know we got listeners all over the place, but, uh. All right, now Panama has been added to the, uh, the list of countries that are melting down right now. <clears throat> a, lot of, uh, a lot of chaos going on there due to their crumbling economy, uh, government overreach, rising fuel prices, and the people have just had enough. I have a story here uh, just uh, we like these boots on the ground reports, and uh, this was uh, posted by Charlie Mike Two Two, uh, an Ameron Corps member. Now this is not his writing. He he found this at Michael Jan, who is in Holland, but he's passing on this report from Panama. So he shared it with uh, with Amaran Corps, and uh, so I want to share it with you guys because this is this is really interesting things to think about this feels so far removed from us but look uh there there is there is chaos everywhere and there's there's a spirit that goes out over a crowd in a mob in a during protests and uh riots that uh, is really it's inexplicable almost unexplainable but when you're in that environment you can you can feel it. It is, it is, it's palpable and almost, I mean, it's like you can feel the spirit that's over that type of an environment. And uh, it can be pretty frightening, but this was just posted today uh, from a Panama source. This is an account of trying to get to the airport by some people who had uh, rented someplace and were trying to get to the airport from Boquette. They said, but, uh, we'd really like to inform you of our situation and everything that happened to us to get to the airport. Our trip back to Panama City from Baquette lasted from Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock until Friday at 1,500 hours, 3 o'clock. Four days they had to live in their car at the blockades. The, the, the citizens in this uprising have blockades everywhere. Some of the protesters were threatening and were throwing rocks at the people who attempted to pass. 80 full hours of misery. Now, these are the citizens rising up. This is not just, you know, Antifa. Uh, But uh, we've seen some really sad things. People with kids who had to sleep on the side of the road. People who went through blockades by horse. Protesters with sticks in the ready to attack. Police who just stood there and took pictures. This is why you... You've you've got to look out for your own security because you cannot count on uh, anybody to save you, Uh, just you and your group. That's your your tribe in those kind of environments. Uh, We've gotten through eight blockades. The first two took us 50 hours only to drive 18 kilometers between the two. Uh, hot both day and night, no toilets, often no shade, sleeping in the car was too warm. Sometimes the protesters also made noise. Uh, we could barely sleep. Luckily there was food from the stores and sometimes a Fondo. I don't know if that's a misspelling or if that's just something I've never heard of before, but at some blockades, there was nothing. Uh, we could also buy fruit from the fruit vendors who were stuck with us and it was heartbreaking to see their loads stood rotting in the sun. Eventually, we heard rumors that uh, the San Feliz blockade had been stuck for three days straight. So we took the small roads through the mountains, and even though a riverbed, or even through a riverbed, we had no 4 x 4 cars. So we had to push the car uphill many times. We had two more blockades after this, and then we did the same off-road back roads to avoid the Santiago blockade. We drove to a place called Oku at night on terrible roads. From there, we could take a bigger street back to the highway. One of the guys with us lost a tire and had to continue driving on his rim. The nearer we got to the city, the shorter the blockades were and the protesters were less hostile. See, stay out of the cities. We saw a lot of really tragic things, but also a lot of bravery, friendship, and perseverance. Everyone who took the Oku back road helped and waited for the guy who lost his tire. People were giving and trading all sorts of things. We banded together at the front line when things got heated. We put out burning tires with dirt together. It was crazy. I feel the media is not covering how bad it is right now. No, they're not. They say the blockades open every four to five hours, but this is only near Panama City. In the center of the country, it's so much worse. We now heard that abandoned cars have been stolen and even that people have died. We made it to the airport and we, still, we will be able to catch our flight. We have never been so happy to sleep in a bed and take a shower. Uh, separately, a large protest is scheduled for Sunday. That's today. This is extraordinary because Panamanians don't like to protest on Sundays. Any disruption of Panama Canal can have massive disruptions with someone like China offering to help. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is real. This is going on right now. And there's, there are a lot more analysts and pundits and postulators and podcasters saying, this is coming to America. I mean, it will be too dangerous for you to even go to the store. Uh, and a lot of these places, you know, there's, there's just pure lawlessness and people are desperate. And desperate people do desperate things, and they will take what they feel they need to survive, and sometimes they don't even take uh, what's needed to survive, they just take because they can, including lives. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you, that's not something I would normally cover in a news and commentary segment, but uh, it is news, it is happening right now, and it could be coming... Uh, to a town near you, or your our communities. So, uh, I thought that was uh, worthy of reporting. Okay, uh, Biden has intervened in the railroad contract fight to block a strike. Now, they the railroad workers had voted to strike starting tomorrow, and now that's been put on hold. In fact, railroad workers uh, reported from uh, Amaran Corps members have been told you will come to work or you're fired. And so they have a somewhat of a, a moratorium on this strike while the government's trying to get some negotiators in place. So 60 days, they, more, they have, uh, these guys are being worked, you know, with no no days off, no time off, uh, not to mention the people that they've lost. They've they fired a lot of people because of this uh, work situation. People have quit. And then you know, mandatory vaccines. They've lost a lot of workers, reportedly. And uh, so we'll watch this. But we were expecting possibly all rail stopping tomorrow. It uh, looks like they're going to be working on, but I don't see. I They've been working on resolutions for two years and have been in, in an impasse all the way through it. And finally, the... the uh, uh, rail workers union said uh, enough's enough. you guys are kicking the can down the road you're not you're not addressing these issues the work the work environment is is atrocious and uh, uh, being worked into the ground you know running three three mile trains and uh, no days off and this kind of stuff so anyway it's uh not not good here's something that's good i mean it's tragic, but it could have been way worse. And a a bad guy with a gun was stopped by a good guy with a gun. Or maybe it was a girl. We don't know. Uh, There was a mass shooting in Indiana. An armed citizen shot and killed a suspected mass shooter. Now, this is from concealednation.org. A lot of your news agencies are saying, a gunman went into a mall and killed, and, and three people are dead. And, and that, they're kind of not really saying anything. Or they bury the, the armed citizen stopped him, is, you know, further down in the article. Anyway, an armed citizen shot and killed a suspected mass shooter in the food court area of Greenwood Park Mall. This just happened just a couple of hours ago. Uh, the suspect, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday evening, 6 p.m., The suspect walked into the food court with a rifle and several magazines and opened fire. The suspect shot and killed three people, injured two others before being shot and killed by an armed citizen with a handgun who was inside the mall at the time. The suspect's only been identified as male. The armed citizen has not been identified. And uh, just, just days ago, July 1st of this year, constitutional carry laws went into effect in Indiana. And which allows citizens under certain criteria to carry a concealed handgun without a permit. Uh, news from Idaho in the heart of the American redoubt, the Re- Re- Republicans had their uh, convention with several resolutions, several resolutions that they were uh, voting on. And there were some good things that were passed. Uh, also something very disappointing. We we're hoping would have gotten passed, should have gotten passed, but didn't. But uh, on the final day of the convention, Republicans held their election for state officers. Dorothy Moon, who is a solid patriot, was elected the chairman of the Idaho State Republican Party. That is a good thing. She beat out the current chairman, Luna, as uh, his last name, and he is a rhino and a half. And he, they, they noted in the article... Uh, that he set records for fundraising and registration of new Republican voters under his watch. He doesn't get credit for that. Trump gets credit for that. The The Republican Party across the United States broke fundraising records because of him. And also, registering new Republicans was because of Trump. Uh, this is just... Uh, but anyway, he's out of there, and... They didn't. With all the money they made, the Republican Republican Party made so much money uh, in the last election. These people were behind Trump, and they didn't use a dime of this money to defend him. And uh, so, anyway, at least in Idaho, they're under better leadership now. And uh, she said, "We were once, and this is what we've all been saying." We were once the bastion of liberty and freedom in this country. There are states that have surpassed us, which is what I've been saying. Idaho needs to be in the lead. They need to, we got Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, all these other states that are enacting laws, uh, creating bills that Idaho should be leading the way. They should be copying what Idaho's doing, Uh, but they're not uh it's idaho has been reactionary sadly even though there's some strong patriots in in idaho in these elected positions in the republican party uh they've got to clean out the rhinos the the citizens the people need to wake up and stop accepting a 37% voter turnout and get engaged because these uh, many of these republicans too many of them or straight-up rhinos. They've got to go. Anyway, she says, we have to make sure that with the influx of population coming in and the Democrats coming with us full force, or coming at us, it says with us, full force that we have our barriers up, our guns are loaded and ready to keep this state free, Dorothy Moon said. Uh, on the last day, updates were made to the party platform. Delegates reaffirmed language that the party opposes all abortions, supports the criminalization of all murders by abortion, and rejecting an amendment for an exception to save the life of the mother. Uh, additionally, language was added to strengthen Idaho's Constitution, uh, quote, declaration of the right to life for preborn children, close quote. Excellent. The amendment was sponsored by Scott Herndon of Bonner County. Uh, The party platform also includes a new section titled Children, saying the party believes a child's biological gender to be an essential characteristic of a child's identity and purpose. Furthermore, the party opposes any person, entity, or policy that attempts to confuse minors regarding their biological gender. It was sponsored by Nina Beasley from Legislative District 3. So excellent! They are they are defining who we are, what we stand for, and these are the things that we are going to fight for and a fight against. So good on them. Uh, unfortunately, one of these resolutions that we were really hoping that would go through uh, and and actually follow some of these other states that have been leading uh, is uh, citing that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. Uh so uh that it says it it did make it out of the resolutions committee but uh apparently uh that one did not pass. So that's that's uh disappointing. Uh, there's there's an abundant amount of evidence clearly showing that Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. He never should have been certified. They should have granted the ten days uh, to to review evidence that was uh, that was available at the time. Not to, not to mention all the evidence that's come out since. So uh, a resolution regarding the lawsuit filed against Bonneville County. Okay, blah, 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 let's get into the inner. But anyway, um, that was. Uh, there were some good things that came from it so so we're happy about that they're doubling down on on the values that we do hold i wish the uh, resolution uh stating that joe joe biden is not the legitimate united states president would have passed but uh that is the sentiment of many many republicans and more all the time as they see the evidence that the 2000 mules alone is uh, uh Just without any other evidence of any other election fraud, that alone, um, it makes it very clear that voter fraud took place. But uh, many of these elections that uh, used mail-in voting were not even legal anyway, because that was passed under COVID emergency rules by governors and not by the legislatures, which their state's constitutions require only the legislature has the authority to change uh, elections. And uh, so these were done illegally and they should be decertified. So anyway, uh, from Redoubt News, campus reform, uh, actually the Redoubt Report picked up this, this, is a which is an affiliate of Redoubt News, they picked up an article from Campus Reform. Harvard Law Instructor says it's our civic duty to accost the six judges who overturned Roe. You've got to be kidding me. Harvard Law Clinical Instructor Alejandra Caraballo recently took to Twitter to call for the public harassment of the six justices who voted in favor of overturning Roe versus Wade. He says, he wrote... The six justices who overturned Roe should never know peace again. It is our civic duty to accost them every time they are in public. Uh, this guy needs to be rounded up. And also from the national file, there's strong support for secession in Texas and other states, according to Survey USA polling. A major a majority of people in Texas and half the people in Louisiana want their states to peacefully break off from the increasingly corrupt federal United States government. According to polling data released by Survey USA, a full 60% of Texans would support secession, while half of Lu- Louisianas would support it. Louisianans... Uh, correction there. According to the numbers... Uh, meanwhile, pro-secession sentiment is competitive with Tory sentiment in states including Alabama and Mississippi. Now at Readout News, if you guys haven't checked it out lately, there are a couple really great articles there. One's by Pete Ketchum, uh, and the is titled, How Much Longer? I'll just read a little excer- excerpt from it, and you can read the whole thing yourself at Readout News. He writes, Many God-fearing conservatives wonder how much longer this constitutional nation can last at the present rate it is being dismantled. As we look back to where we came from, some of our older generation can look clear back into the 1940s. And from that perspective, present-day America is so far removed from what it was, it's almost impossible to describe even the 50s cultures, uh, morals, Culture and morals were very different from today. Things that are being accepted today, such as the LBGT agenda, climate change, CRT, etc. were completely unimaginable back then. History has shown it only takes one generation to start a nation's downward trend into hell and pave the way for succeeding generations to complete the journey. The Germany-Nazi philosophy began in the late 20s and continued ...into the mid-40s before it was destroyed. Likewise, our nation started its decline in the 60s... ...when the baby boomer generation rejected God's guidance and the biblical code of morality. But, unlike Nazi Germany, it has continued on for almost 60 years to this present state of chaos. So, uh, I think the solution is pretty clear. This nation needs a revival. need to return back to our roots. And if we don't, uh, it isn't going to last much longer... Uh, not on the current trajectory that we're on. And uh, nothing nothing lasting can be done until we gut the public government schools uh, what have become indoctrination facilities. That's my take. And then also, um, Sherry DiValli wrote a great article, protesting Christian principles by practicing Christian principles. It's a good one over there. Protesting Christian principles by practicing Christian principles. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Kind of an extended uh, news and commentary section, but we'll cover some stuff that we uh, don't normally cover in news and commentary, but hopefully you guys uh, find some value in it and enjoy it gives you some food for thought. All right, we'll be back with segment two, solar flare warnings. Oh my gosh. Well, we're gonna talk about that. Stick around, this is Radio Free Redoubt. The to God.
1: Our fourth obligation, is to understand propaganda techniques, as used by both the communists and the socialists. Let me be clear, if you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural disaster hits the communists set out to brainwash the people. To destroy their will to freedom.
0: All right, welcome back to Segment 2. Segment 2 brought to you by Selkirk Mountain Real Estate, helping uh, patriots like you get strategically relocated to the northern part of Idaho, the panhandle up there in uh, Bonner and Boundary Counties. The website, selkirkmountainrealestate.com. Check them out, and uh, they'll take good care of you, like they've taken good care of a lot of people. Okay, uh, communications here. Uh, We've been covering something related to civil defense communications uh, in a lot of the podcasts here in 2022, especially since the Russia-Ukraine-NATO invasion. But uh, this one, uh, a little closer to home for us, a lot of discussion about uh, solar flare warnings and uh, expected power outages and grid blackouts and brownouts and, and so on. So first let's talk about the solar flare situation. For example, this one came from oh where does this one come from? Uh I think it's uh, something that the .uk anyway, <clears throat> solar storm warning, blackout in hours as huge flare heads to earth, stay vigilant. <laughs> okay. So so then it goes on to say radio blackouts are feared as a huge solar flare has been spotted surging from the sun in the direction of the earth. Okay. Uh, first of all, radio blackouts is not something that people should fear. And nobody is fearing. Those of us who are radio operators are, are in fear because of uh, a, a solar flare. <clears throat> solar flares happen all the time. The, the solar act, we're in an 11-year solar cycle, and it is <clears throat> it is coming alive. It's waking up and we depend on that for for propagation for especially high frequency communications hf shortwave and uh because the uh you know we bounce those signals off the ionosphere and uh so solar activity is good but when you receive a, a solar flare it can kind of wash out your signal uh for a couple of days uh and, and in fact they go on to quote their their source this dr Tamitha Skov uh the they quoted her tweet saying um that this you know this M29 flare it's the fourth region of the sun uh with an X factor. So it could have an X class flare coming from it. Uh but anyway, she says more radio blackouts impact amateur radio operations on earth's day side are likely GPS users stay vigilant near dawn and dusk <clears throat> in other words it could disrupt GPS and radio operations uh on you know the day side of earth that's it that's all we're looking at if if you if you want avoid the hype whenever you see stuff about blackouts coming a uh, solar flare take cover, everybody's in fear, go to spaceweather.com and uh, they'll give you a, a, a good rundown on you know what, what it really is and what it means for us and what we can expect from it. Now, it's true that CMEs, coronal mass ejections, are capable of, of damaging the grid and disrupting GPS and satellites and so on, uh, and we could get one of those big ones, you know, the X-Class 10 solar flare. But that's not what this one is. Uh, the From spaceweather.com, it's a minor G1-class geometric storm. Uh, storms are possible on July 20th or the 21st, of course, because we've got Amron nets this week. Uh, When a slow-moving CME is expected to hit Earth's magnetic field, it was hurled into space by an unstable filament of magnetism, which erupted on July 15th. So you can expect to see aurora, northern lights, if you're up in certain parts of the northern hemisphere. Uh, We can expect uh, difficulty with amateur radio on HF and possibly some GPS uh, abnormal readings. But... uh, the other one, too, is uh, space, weather, uh, space Weather Advisory, and uh, I, that's, those are issued by NOAA. It's another one that I subscribe to, so I get alerts when these things are put out. And uh, basically, they're calling this a, a G1 minor geomagnetic storming was observed on 12 July, uh, and R1 minor radio blackouts were observed on 11, 14, and 16 July due to the flare activity. Uh, no other significant space weather was observed during the summary period, and then they they give the the outlook for July 18th through the 24th. So that's this week, Monday, you know, through this week when we have nets. Uh, that G1 minor geomagnetic storming is likely on 21 July with the arrival of the 15 July CME from that filament eruption, combined with the onset of a recurrent CH. H-S-S, which I, I don't even know what that is, but I get the gist of it. Uh, we might have a difficult time during our nets, but we'll plow through it. Now, let's go to uh, something here so closer to the ground. There's an article here at AmericaFirstReport.com. The lights are about to go out in America, warn grid experts. And uh, they talk about utility companies are already bracing for impact, as they all seem to know, uh, seem to just know that energy usage will reach an all-time high in the coming months, leaving millions without power in the dead of the summer heat. So, to get a, a little more, I guess, uh, scientific, or uh, there, there's another uh, subscription that I subscribe to is uh, the Emer- Emergency Management Network and uh they put out a regular newsletter and so I have a emergency management network newsletter and they kind of go into the causes of this and what we can expect from this and we can they they're saying we're we're it's not looking good okay but uh this is a little more grounded uh in you know the i guess the scientific explanations or the uh Logical explanations for what we're up against. How unstable is the electric grid? is the title of the, the, this article in the newsletter from the Emergency Management Network. According to a Reuters examination of federal data, power outages over the last six years have more than doubled compared to the previous six years. Uh, in the past two years, power systems have collapsed in Gulf, Sto- Gulf Coast hurricanes, West Coast wildfires, Midwest heat waves, and a Texas deep freeze causing prolonged and sometimes deadly outages. So the central and upper Midwest, Texas, and Southern California face an increased risk of power outages this summer from extreme heat, wildfires, and extended drought, the nation's grid monitor warned yesterday. So in a dire new assessment, the North American Electricity Electric Reliability Corp., or NERC, Described regions of the country pushed closer than ever toward energy emergencies by a combination of climate change impacts, boo, hiss, and a transition from traditional fossil fuel generators to carbon-free renewable power. And these things are just disastrous. All, all because of you know this, this climate change garbage is a, is, will directly in fact impact just about everybody on the globe. But anyway, NERC's analysis examined the potential punch of extreme weather, which may wreak havoc on everything from reduced hydropower to transmission lines brought down by wildfires. Grid operators are increasingly relying on intermittent resources like wind and solar as coal units retire, and the reliability and emissions of gas resources come under scrutiny. This is why we complain so much about communism, because under communism, it's just destructive. It's self-destructive. It everything just degrades and uh their policies completely defy logic and science and uh, it, it is just it's disastrous it's purely disastrous uh <clears throat> the latest flavor of communism is is all wrapped up in this climate change wrapper and uh and they're trying to force feed it to us But anyway, the NERC report also highlighted an increased urgent hazard to grid operations from the electronic controls that link wind and solar farms to high-voltage grid networks. The devices called power inverters must be programmed to ride through short-term disturbances, such as the loss of a large power plant or high-voltage line. But too often, they're not. According to the report, those that shut down compound stress on the grid. So they said that uh the report warned that inverter disruption is one of the most dangerous things on the bulk power system they state that grid operations can be operators can be surprised by the outages when the finely balanced systems are already dealing with instability so this this goes on i'm not going to uh, belabor this but uh needless to say the 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 concern there is real And uh, we need to really start, I guess, expediting our grid down power uh, resources and projects that we're working on because uh, without power, you don't have communications, right? Without communications, you don't have squat. All right, and then finally, I'll close out this segment with this uh, topic, one-time pads uh we've had a, a lot of listeners and amron members have been increasingly uh mentioning one time pads saying oh man we should uh, we should be practicing you know uh communications secure ways to be able to communicate one time pads they're unbreakable and uh yes they're they're unbreakable when they're done properly but uh as far as somebody had written, Hey, I know Amron does one-time pads, you know, uh, or can we, are we going to get back to that at some point? And, uh, so yes, we will. Uh, also I've had a couple of folks send to me from S2 underground, which, uh, I, I like the guy that does those. Um, he's, uh, pretty level-headed and, uh, well-grounded and, uh, he's done a pretty good job with, All of his stuff, some of them are just, you know, really excellent. Well, he just uh, put one out, uh, an S2 Underground, covering one-time pads. So, uh, I've had a few uh, Amron operators say, hey, uh, this just came out, you know, or can we do it? Can we do uh, one-time pads? So, yes. uh, Next week, Radio Free Redoubt, uh, episode 22-26. We will do a one-time pad exercise. Uh, To help you kind of uh, as a primer, uh, I mean a primer, uh, you can go to amron.com and in the search box, type in one-time pads. There are several articles and postings there with one-time pads that you can download. And there's practice and training exercises that we've done in the past and resources that we use. uh, For training, we use what's called the tree series. Each one-time pad is is uh labeled by the name of a tree an oak an elm a you know and so on so you know which one time pad to use for that particular training exercise so uh i will be working on that and we will have a one time pad training exercise next week and uh give you a little jump start there if you want to uh, read ahead go to ameron.com type in one time pads and you'll find the one time pad uh unbreakable encryption primer that has uh, links to the pdfs that you can download and instructions on how to do one-time pads uh, with uh, uh, some practice exercises so you can uh, get get all up to speed and then uh, next week i'll cover that in a segment probably segment two so uh we'll close out segment two here come back with segment three talking about the shifting in the world order, the way the world has uh, operated, has changed. It's going to continue to change, and those changes are going to accelerate. And uh, they are rushing us headlong toward a one-world government system because we have a global crisis. A global crisis is looming, and the only solution is global leadership. And they are moving all the pieces on the checker chessboard. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, right now. So, anyway, uh, we'll be back with that segment three right after this. Are you prepared to defend yourself in the dark? A weapon light helps you identify and even deter threats in low light. But it can be difficult to find a secure and comfortable holster. At Works, we design and build holsters for Glock and Sig Sauer pistols with lights. Our precision fit holsters will help you carry with confidence so you're ready to defend yourself day and night. Go to worksholsters.com. Find your gun and light in our holster finder. Select your preferred carry style and order your holster today.
2: My grandmother used to say, what you don't know won't hurt you. But today, what you don't know can kill you. And I mean that literally. The communists are murderers. Of course, they don't call it that. Whether they're casually shooting individuals who get in their way. Or as in the Katyn Forest Massacre in 1940, maliciously executing 15,000 Polish officers and intellectuals
0: in the words of an official united states congressional committee the soviet nkvd the people's Commissariat of internal affairs committed this massacre a calculated plot to eliminate all polish leaders who subsequently would have opposed the soviet's plan for communizing poland Welcome back to Segment 3, Radio Free Redoubt, Episode 2225. And in this segment, we're going to talk about that. The changing uh, world order leaders are stepping down and uh, being replaced or assassinated and just all kinds of shifting that's taking place uh, simultaneously. Uh, That is because there is a new global system that is emerging. And uh, there are two competing world systems right now. You have what you might call NATO, the left, the West, uh, the woke, the communist Marxists uh, that want global control, the Macrones, the Trudeau's the Biden's, Clintons, uh the Nancy Pelosi's, the Australia, all these woke globalist climate change swallowing uh ilk are one system. And unfortunately they have operational control of NATO and they're using it as a tool to get us into a war because really a war is the only way that we can get out of this mess, from their perspective, uh, the the financial decline, all of this, which I believe was designed. It, this is a controlled demolition of the 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 order of things as they have been. That's what I mean when I say a, a world order. And that's all changing. The other side in this two competing world systems. Is the Russia, Iran, China, North Korea alliance, and Venezuela? I mean, there's tons of them. Nicaragua. There, there are. Those are what we, when we were growing up, at least when I was growing up, what we considered your war, pack, Warsaw Pact countries. Well, it's different now. Uh, it's not called Warsaw Pact. The Soviet Union. Isn't the Soviet Union, but Russia definitely is still Russia. And they have uh, the same ambitions, I think, that they did uh, in the 80s, 70s, and 80s when we were growing up before the wall fell. But their approach is different and they're teamed up with China now. Uh, Historically, China and Russia have hated each other. Uh, China and the Soviet Union hated each other. They saw each other uh, as threats. But now they're teaming up uh they're not friends but they have a common adversary and that's us or or I should say not us but uh the new nato the new world order the european union uh united nations world order and uh so anyway heads are going to butt but i want to uh take you to something from news wars this is uh, from the reese report i'm going to play this for you it's about 5 minutes long but it is so well done uh the video is is helpful too but you can definitely get the gist of this uh he did a good job narrating this, this is greg reese from the reese report full credit goes to the reese report um go go check out his stuff he does a good job and he did a great job on this one Pointing, pointing things out that a lot of people are not connecting these dots. And uh, I know Lady Liberty and I have been, we've been observing this shifting taking place, these leaders that are resigning, these uprisings in the European Union, this, this crisis that is being created so that they can come up with a solution or the solution they've already come up with long ago, now the crisis, so they can bring in their solution. And uh, anyway, this is, this is really good. I uh, listen to this. I'll come back here in just a minute and uh, discuss it briefly, and I want to share a couple of other things. Um, the, there's some major tectonic shifts that are happening right now right in front of us. so take a listen. <laughs>
1: Thierry on Twitter wrote that everyone who touches Zelensky resigns, which is interesting. After failing the UK at every opportunity to serve globalist interests, Boris Johnson resigns as prime minister, to which the Russian Kremlin expressed good riddance. Italian prime minister Mario Draghi, who helped deliver Italian weapons to Ukraine, and rallied support for Ukraine's entry into the EU announced his resignation. Last month, Estonian Prime Minister Kaja Kallas expelled the populist Center-Left Center Party, claiming that she needed to form a new government to support Ukraine in their war against Russia. And on Thursday, Kallas officially resigned as a formality to form a new government which he has already reached a consensus between the center-right Reform Party, the Social Democrats, and the conservative Fatherland Party to form a new three-party government to support Ukraine. And Sri Lanka's president, Godabaya Rajapaksa, who supported the Ukraine despite sanctions crippling his own nation, emailed in his resignation after fleeing the country. Beyond resignations, and beyond meet and greets with Ukraine's puppet President Zelensky, we have also just seen the assassination of popular anti-globalist leader Shinzo Abe and the dramatic loss of confidence expressed by the people towards Macron, Trudeau, and Biden. What is happening here? On Celia Farber's The Truth Barrier, Catherine Austin Fitz explains that we are seeing a clean-out or political castration of leaders. Draghi, Johnson, Biden, Macron, Abe. Their political capital is exhausted and or they will not push the next wave aggressively. Mr. Global is looking to bring in a whole new round of fresh, meaner leadership. The next wave is total collapse. And it's not easy to find people willing to be the fall guy for the destruction of a nation it takes a special type of person, which might explain why California Governor Gavin Newsom visited the White House right after Joe Biden was shuffled off to Israel to mumble about the Holocaust. Biden is even unsettling to the stupid, and this entire operation requires stupidity. So things are going to keep getting stranger, but it probably won't last much longer because the global financial reset is now imminent sri lanka was just the beginning and it looks like south africa could be next followed by everyone the fiat fractional reserve banking scheme has been robbing the people blind for decades but eventually all the money runs out and the financial pundits are all saying it's this year the dollar has just reached parity with the euro and fudging the numbers will no longer work. They have only one solution left, and that's war. War has often been used to save failing fiat currencies, and having no other options, the psychotic bureaucrats in charge will go to war with Russia, which will only hasten the financial collapse of the West. If it comes to World War III, then it will be the final death blow, making way for a new system which means that unless you're holding on to real money, you will soon be broke because all that paper in our wallets and numbers on our screens is going to soon be worthless. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
0: Now, I said last week, uh, what, eight days ago, whenever it was, that Sri Lanka, that overrunning of, of the government Buildings and the president fleeing for a naval ship with a suitcase and uh, some people from his entourage with him. I said that that economic collapse in Sri Lanka actually before the the president resigned and fled. I said Sri, that what you're seeing right there is the canary in the coal mine. They're the first. They're the first one to go. Uh, the first one shot out of the air. And now they're going to start falling like dominoes. And that is what's happening. So we are seeing uprising all across the European Union, which with, you know, pushback against climate change. But the people are uprising. And uh, several other countries, I don't have the list in front of me, but I've been talking about them for the last week and a half. And, uh, you know, now Panama is in a very similar state. And so they're talking about cleaning house, basically castrating, or I would say decapitating uh, these countries who don't have the type of leadership that are willing to be ruthless, as ruthless as as is going to be necessary to usher in this new system. Uh, And so... A lot of people are speculating, and have actually for a while, that Biden can't last much longer. And everybody's throwing their hands in the air saying, oh my gosh, Kamala Harris is president. Oh, that would be horrible. But interesting, just this week, uh, Fox News had uh, Tucker Carlson <clears throat> uh, opinion piece asking, how did he manage to get through the campaign? Well, it turned out, we learned later, His staff, supervised by Dr. Jill, his wife, was giving him pills before every public appearance, checking the time in at a certain hour, giving him a dose of something. Uh, Now, it's not a guess. We're not making that up. We've spoken directly to someone who was there and saw it happen multiple times. So they're keeping him, his cognitive ability, artificially supported through the campaign, through medication, uh, because uh, we've seen doctors uh, interviewed saying he displays all of the classic signs of advanced stages of dementia. And uh, it's not, of course, not something you wish on anybody. But the bottom line is uh, he's not the guy for the globalist job. And very interesting that Gavin Newsom, I call him Gavin Nuisance from California shows up at the White House right after Joe Biden leaves for Israel. Why? Uh boy, uh to be a mouse in the corner, right? So listen to this. Over in Europe, there's a very good chance that that Joe Biden is getting ready to be ousted right along with probably uh Macron and who knows who else is in the lineup right now. But uh, in the UK, they're deciding on a new prime minister. The climate chief, the climate chief, Alok Sharma, warns he may quit if the next prime minister is not committed to z- net zero as Europe burns. In other words, net zero means zero carbon, zero emissions, the total all in on this Paris Climate Accord, climate change, UN Climate Agenda. So uh, he says this is COP 26, which is the their uh, the meeting they had, the this convention. The president of that, Alok Sharma, said that of the candidates in the Tory leadership race, uh, had only been lukewarm toward eco pledges as effects of climate change become stronger by the day. <laughs> the cabinet minister who led last year's landmark UN climate change summit in Glasgow has indicated he could resign if the next prime minister is not fully committed to this net zero agenda. Uh, So leaders at the Glasgow's COP26 agreed to try and limit global warming to 1.5 Celsius and the UK has pledged to become net zero by 2050 and i believe joe biden was was talking about uh 2035 but see that's not aggressive enough this needs to happen now and uh in in their eyes <clears throat> so uh anyway amir sarfati summed it up really well about this this whole this whole thing going on right here he said this is the this is the next global crisis that will require global governance. And that is exactly what's happening right now. This is not far off in the future. This isn't a gun show in the 1980s with the militia of Montana handing out uh uh flyers about how they want to take over the world and you know it's every everything's great. Life's good. And uh what are you talking about? This is so far off. You know the well when the UN, when I see blue helmets, you know, then then it's on uh but it's not that simple uh this is this is diabolical what they are doing, and so anyway i w- I wanted to mention that so that we understand what we're seeing happening around us. That this is not something that's gonna happen twenty years from now. This is happening right now, right in front of us it's unfolding as you're sleeping, they are scheming and uh so. Uh, we'll continue to track this, watch this. Very interesting what's happening on the world scene. We won't be exempt from it, but I I really agree with his assessment. This they've been playing this game for so long. There's so many trillions and trillions of dollars of debt that could never be mathematically. It, it just it, it couldn't. It couldn't even. It's just out of the realm of possibility, and so. At some point, that has to run its course, and then the music stops. And so that's coming. And their their only way out of this is to reshuffle the currency, the global currency, or there will be a global currency, and uh, crash the system and rebuild it anew. And there will be a global governing system, uh, just like was foretold, in the scriptures. I mean, this is this is prophecy unfolding right before our eyes. And all the pieces are being put in place and the stage is being set for a one-world government. There will be a one-world leader and it is not very far off. All right, this is uh, Radio Free Redoubt, closing out segment three. We'll be back with Lady Liberty, codename segment four, right after this.
1: Greetings, Patriots. This is Chris Walsh, broker at Revolutionary Realty, located in the heart of America's Great redoubt, Coeur Idaho. I sell land and backwoods cabins to America's Patriots every day. Creeks, springs, timber, and game good survivable property without natural disasters. The state of Idaho has a balanced budget, and our people believe deeply in the Second Amendment. Call me today at 208-667-1776, or visit me online at www.revrealty.us. I'll be glad to serve you, and God bless America.
0: Hi everyone, this is John Jacob Schmidt, here to tell you about the 299 Days book series by lawyer and author Glenn Tate. Follow him through his real-life story of transitioning from middle-aged, unprepared suburbanite to full-blown prepper, tactical team member, and provider and protector of his family. Then, let Glenn take you on a wild ride through the collapse, community building, resistance against a corrupt system, and the rebirth of a new one. Go to 299days.com to learn more. Welcome back. This is the final segment four here, and I'm in the studio with Code Name Segment Four, Lady Liberty. How are you doing this evening?
2: Excellent. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. Just uh, tired. It's uh, it's late. We're you know doing the show later than usual. But that's uh, right. That's okay. Uh, Sundays are always long days. Yep, they so, sure
2: are. Well, and that's okay. I mean, it's uh, it's kind of nice though because we have the entire day to spend producing two shows basically yeah and uh, when we're
0: not out working on stuff and things
2: well <laughs> when it's not a gloriously beautiful day out
0: <laughs> yeah and you get in the groove and you start getting projects accomplished and, and you
2: and you love it so much that you don't want to go back inside you don't want to lose the momentum, job. Right. <laughs> right
0: so yeah so here we are doing this and uh all of those folks uh monday morning be waking up all happy, and they won't know the difference. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so uh, let's see here. You've got several things lined up. We we're discussing so many different topics that we could right. be hitting on, but and,
2: and trying to trying to narrow down the most important that we can share with the time that we have. Right, and I think that what you hit on with the Reese report was. It's extremely important. I mean like like even the music that was played with yeah. that report was yeah. reminded me of like Genghis Khan. You know what I mean? Right. And and truly to that kind of um Global Im- importance, importance exactly. It's it's massive. It's what what he reported on there was was excellent. In I mean, it was very comprehensive, and to get that full scope, all well, of a sudden, you know, is like, well, here we here we go, marching right towards the end days. Right. Yeah,
0: and and uh, he he always does a good job, but uh, I mean, I don't follow all of his stuff, but every now and then I'll go. Come across one of us, uh, and that was just produced today. I think it was yesterday afternoon or today. Yeah. So uh, it, it also he he put all the pieces together that you and you and I have been tracking and we're watching all these people resigning, right? And it looks like there is something going on here. You yeah, know? this is and,
2: extremely unusual, yeah. and and when you see something unusual, all orchestrated like that, all across the globe. There's, you know, it's, it, it means it's totally pre planned yep. and it's happening behind the scenes with a coordinated small group that's in charge.
0: Absolutely. I mean, we're talking from Panama to India to uh, Sri Lanka, uh, all across Europe, Italy, you know, uprisings and just all the, the deals that are being done, you know, behind the scenes is, uh, well,
2: well, he even mentioned uh, something kind of intrigued me. He mentioned Mister Globalist, right. and and he wasn't talking about uh, any of the typical people that we're usually uh, thinking of when we think of Mister Globalist, like like Biden, for instance. Right. You know, or the forty
0: fourth um, president who shall not be named. Uh, right, exactly, you know, those- and. Usual suspects.
2: And I have to wonder if he doesn't actually mean the Antichrist, you know, because right. that, that that is truly Mr. Globalist right there. And, and as we go rushing headlong into the end days, he is going to be the one that comes onto the scene. Right. And so clearly, uh, you know, the demonic realm is what is coordinating all of this in the first place.
0: He could have also been talking about Zelensky. I mean, he didn't specifically... Name, you know who he was talking about, but he was talking about uh, Zelensky. Uh, Zelensky the, being the
2: guy that right the, in
0: Ukraine, yeah. he's Mister Globalist. He's the one that's going around to all these different countries saying, "We need billions more. We need four more billion. We need one point five. You guys all need to step up." You know, yeah, and, and see, uh, it's
2: so strange watching Mister uh, Mister Sweatshirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get up there, who's 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 always been. Uh, uh, you know, nobody until this year. Nobody's ever even heard of him. And then he shows up to all these press conferences wearing like a sweatshirt, you know, and now he's going to be acting like he's barking, telling everybody what to do. When that can't even possibly be true, it's definitely the elite group behind him.
0: And the people who are screaming, we must do everything we can. We have to sacrifice for Ukraine. They're all resigning. Yep. You get a Japanese uh, former, you know, uh, prime minister not prime minister, but uh, yeah, who yeah, yep. is assassinated? Who
2: who is anti-globalist?
0: He's anti-globalist. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, well, heavy which pieces are moving? Uh, you
2: know, which is kind of interesting as well because Putin is is the only other uh, you know major player right now that is also an anti-globalist, and and he's pairing up with a pseudo globalists to to attack the globalists. Right. You know what I mean? That's why that's why that whole that whole thing is just really kind of a mind bender right now. But yeah. it's it's going to be interesting to see who's using who first i think I think China is using Russia as their muscle, right. and I think that They're china each other. that China and Russia are both using Iran as their front line
0: and Iran <laughs> front thinks, line
2: of soldiers because because those people can't get enough of going after and them.
0: Iran thinks it's using them because yeah. it's going to be ushering <laughs> in their their messiah well, the, the the Muslim. Uh, Messiah, you the, know. the Mahdi,
2: yeah. yeah, and 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 Iran, who can't even get a rocket into space, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're in charge of anybody, you know. I mean, talk about uh, woke mathematics, you know, oh, man. <laughs> boy, pair the woke uh, pair like BLM with Iran, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> and they will never be a threat to anybody.
0: <laughs> well, the United Nations, you know, it's a uh, uh, weapons control, food control, population control. Their agenda clearly is being played out. Oh yes. And uh that brings us to the food control. Right. Which exactly. you have some information on here. Yeah.
2: Yep, and and the thing is is I mean gosh, this is so it's very interesting that uh, this has been the topic that I have have been following and and wrote my first book about ever since I decided to uh, served the Lord back in 2005, right? right? And so the fact that the book that I wrote and published in 2012 is still very, very, very relevant as of today, all the way into probably Rapture. It's being right? played out. It's being played it, exactly out. Exactly what you and,
0: warned about and gave evidence to their agenda and exactly how they plan on carrying it out we're seeing the fruition of that.
2: Right. And and we were f- we were fighting it. We were actually out there uh in in direct conflict and direct, you know, uh public little battles against this, them. confronting it and uh, boy, fighting it just as hard as we could. And then Trump got in and gave everybody this cushion away from it, totally pushed it all back, right. you know. And and so for them to pick it right back up where they left off, where we were fighting them, in all of these public meetings, in all of these, these property fights, these water fights, these natural resources fights, all of the the stupid sustainable development garbage—it's all right back where we left off. Yep. I mean, just fresh as can be, and and so that was what I wanted to talk about tonight. Was because uh, what's what we're seeing happen. Over in the EU right now is the nitrate directive full blown, right? And so let me just give you a little bit of backdrop as to the nitrate the nitrate directive and how that has not hit America and why. So when uh, initially the initial fight that I got in on was against the National Animal Identification System back in two thousand six, right? And so also known as um, NACE, NACE, and and that. Was a global system that was the UN's system that was going to uh, basically industrialize the the whole world's food supply. Just like Stalin did, yes. it was it was the same exact blueprint used by Stalin, and the UN was going to do it to the whole world
0: using climate change
2: using, as the cover. Using climate change and all these food scares and all these disease, these pseudo diseased animals right. to to clamp down on all the livestock and the and the small ag producers, the small ag livestock owners, right. basically shut down the food supply and cut out all the small farmers so that it would only just be an industrialized food supply just exactly like russia where they starved 20 million people after that and uh and so so to see that okay so what happened after nace we all shut it down the nation it took three years but the nation got up and fought it fought it back shut it down and we said no way and the good thing was was that We here in America, we had a model to look at in the EU because NACE had been going on in the EU for a solid 10 years at that point. And that was called phase one,
0: right? right? That's what they called it.
2: That's what they called it. That's what the UN called it. Yeah. So this was phase one of food control was, was this NACE system. Well... And so then, you know, then we were able to see what phase two was going to be hitting the EU. So what happened was uh, the NACE system effectively cut off 50% of all ag, all livestock ownership, 50%, just cut in half by this NACE program. Right.
0: And the, the dairy's closing down all over uh, Europe.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, and so so here's what happened. Um with 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 the phase two, phase two was called the nitrate directive. And that was when it started. And and what phase two was made phase one look like a walk in the park and like, oh geez, we just went and got ice cream. That was wonderful. Right. Well, so the nitrate directive was aimed to get rid of the other 50% of livestock ownership and small ag producers. Yeah. And, and by making these absolutely outrageous demands and regulations, uh, things like, like making um, uh, anybody that owned livestock, they had to provide them with very, very expensive barns, climate-controlled barns barns. Well, of course. So if you had pigs, cows, sheep, whatever, you had to be able to keep them in the barn and you had to have a computer regulated temperature in there right. where it, where they never got too hot and they never got too cold day or night, winter or summer. And that right there, that was so massive. All the farmers went, do you know how much that is going to cost us? And do you know how impossible that will be for us to actually mm-hmm. meet that regulation alone and and so that was only one part that was only a small part of the nitrate directive the rest was that they they looked at the amount of land each livestock owner had and they uh, say say if a farmer had 10 acres or whatever and they had 20 dairy cows well they were going to cut it down to just Two animals per hectare. And so so that meant that basically wiped out all the dairies. Right. Because that meant they could no longer have their whole operation. They didn't have enough land for right. the amount of cows that they had and, and needed in order to be a successful uh, producing dairy. And right. so... And so uh, that was another one of their requirements, and basically it just it just kept going like and saying, saying you can only have so many animals on this amount of land because it it, it puts too many nitrates into the soil, right. And then it and then it drains <coughs> off into our precious water systems, and then it kills the fish, and then it kills every, everything dies. Basically, right. that's how it always how they always present everything. Everything's a crisis everything will die. Yes. You're going to either drown. You're going to die. You're going to starve. You're going to, I mean, you're going to, yeah. you're going to fry one. <laughs> that's, this is how they work. They, they operate off of fear and crisis yep. as we know. Yep. And so, so um, America is now starting to see this nitrate directive coming back. Thank, you know, glory, glory to the old globalist system that had to, be gone for four years now they get to pick up where they left off yep, right exactly so so what we're seeing in the eu right now is uh the nitrate directive advanced mm-hmm. and where that phase two is actually going and so i have this article here uh from the epic times and it's titled dutch dairy farmer faces having to cull 95 Percent of his cows wow. right and, and then not only are they going to make all the people get rid of all their livestock, then they're just going to flat out steal their land. And so, so it says here, in the Netherlands, dairy farmer Martin Neppelbrook is near the end of the line. New environmental regulations will require him to slash his livestock numbers by 95%. He thinks he will have to sell his family farm. I can't run a farm on 5%. For me, it's over and done with, he said in a July 7th interview with the Epic Times. In view of the regulations, I can't sell it to anybody. Nobody wants to buy it, but the government wants to buy it. And that's why they have those regulations, I think, is what wow. he said. And so Nipplebrock made the remarks while speaking with Roman Balmakov, host of Facts Matter on Epic TV. And uh, Nipplebrock pointed out that not all former. All farmers are required to get rid of so many of their cattle. Not all of them, right? Right. <laughs> People living further from areas protected under Natura 2000, a European Union Agreement for Species and Habitat Preservation, oh, can gosh. own more cattle. Yeah. See, so then it gets into all of the weird fascist, yep. you know, the the garbage of, oh, God, the, the hyper-regulation. It, Fascism, according to property, is basically an indentured servitude. Right. You, They're going to act like the passive-aggressive thing where they say you own the land, but you really don't. Right. Because they get to come into your land, onto your land, and investigate everything you're doing. And if it doesn't meet their specs, you have to pay them. And so basically, they're the essential property owners at that right at that point. Y- exactly. They, they own the property. They own you. You're an indentured slave. And you work for free.
0: And the, the passive-aggressive part is that they are coming in there to help you oh, come into yes. compliance. We yes. are here to help.
2: With hushed tones and smiles on their faces. Yes. And then if you do anything back, you're the nut job.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yep. And so uh <laughs> that's the part that is that oh so so maddening you can't even handle it. Yep. It says uh people living further from those areas uh it says it says that is okay for those people to have them because the Dutch government's regulations on nitrogen oxides and ammonia emissions are tied to sites proximity to those protected areas interesting right because mm-hmm. we fought this same exact stuff here right, right. here in this county it says farmers truckers and others across the netherlands have led nationwide protests against that against that vision partly spurred by a june 10th national and area specific plan for curtailing nitrogen greenhouse gas emissions and and so um According to a report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Foreign Ag Service, the Dutch government has said its approach means there is not a future for all Dutch farmers. Mm. Exactly. That's the whole point of right. industrializing the food supply. Yep. You only keep in the major industrial size, you know, yep. corporate corporate farmers that are willing to jump through all of these pathetic hoops and pay all of these ridiculous fees. And um, we
0: read in another report where they want to just take the land from the people to use from the farmers to use as asylum seeker processing centers.
2: Right. Yep. Yep.
0: So yeah, uh, and just and so, serving continues to serve their the this larger globalist agenda.
2: It's it's the theft. It's the fascist theft. Yep, and that's exactly what they are trying to do here as well. And uh, but the interesting thing over there is there's there's a report here that says that um, Bill Gates may be connected to taking the farmers land over there in Holland. Right? Oh, Imagine yeah. that. Mr. Mr. I'm the biggest landowner in America now, right. you know, farmland owner. It says here, the farmers have livestock and they produce beef. Uh-oh, right? There's the biggest problem. Right. They produce beef. And what's interesting to know is that the Dutch minister who has pushed this nitrogen law has a brother-in-law who is the owner of the Dutch online supermarket called Picnic. Guess who invested 600 million dollars in Picnic last year? Right. It's Bill Gates, the man uh, who wants you to eat fake meat.
0: Or Bugs.
2: Or Bugs. Exactly. Yeah. And so so then, you know, then that that's exactly where that leads to because Bugs, right? Right. Yeah, so Bugs that the same the same Bugs that Bill Gates wants people to start eating, so they will stop producing beef, which, you know, according to the UN's unsustainable list, is because they have big feet. They have big feet, okay? That's what they cite. Large hoofed animals are unsustainable on the Global Biodiversity Assessment Report, page 350. Right. So, everything, in fact, everything ag, is unsustainable to the UN according to their own list. I mean, let me, I've done this so many times, but I'm gonna do it again. Just listen to some of these things that are, un, are on the UN's unsustainable list.
0: This is, you're reading from your book. This is from my book. Yeah, it, it's all um, listed.
2: Yep, this is from chapter four. And this is uh, private property rights on page 767 and 782. Population growth, comma, human population density, 771. Those. This is on the unsustainable list.
0: Uh, on their document, you're talking about 771. That's page, page 771 page of seven, their yes, document.
2: Of, of their document. And it's, it's an 1140-page document called the Global Biodiversity Assessment Report. And you can get that report or you can just get my book. It's all right in here. And so uh, ski runs, unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Grazing of livestock, cows, sheep. Goats, horses, page 350 Unsustainable Disturbance of the soil surface Page 351 Large hoofed animals Compaction of soil Reducing filtration, page 350 Fencing of pastures or paddocks Page 351 Agriculture, just flat out agriculture Page 728 Aquaculture Modern farm production systems Page 728 Chemical fertilizers, herbicides building materials. I mean, it just, it goes on and on. And this is where the food supply is under a huge attack. This yeah. is one of their three goals. Food These are control. people
0: that live in condominiums in cities and yes. yep. get their latte on the way to work
1: and uh, yep.
0: go and sit around this big boardroom meeting, trying to determine what's not sustainable for the rest of us.
2: Exactly. And Bill Gates right at the very head of that, as he probably never, Really leaves the city. I mean, I suppose he has to in order to purchase this farmland so that nobody else can have it and actually produce food on it. Well, he I'm just looks at
0: Google Earth and just says, Yeah, I'll take that. And
2: probably, <laughs> probably doesn't even leave his computer screen. Sends his,
0: sends his minions. Well, and so. From his, from his private jet.
2: Right. And so we had this last week, we had one of our listeners from the morning commute uh, post this great. Information about something called actually foods. They're cheddar jalapeno puffs, and uh-huh. what these are are you know, well interesting. They contain milk, crickets, and it says people who are allergic to shellfish may also be allergic to crickets. But but all the ingredients are it, it lists it lists cornmeal flour. Uh, fava bean flour, rice flour, organic cricket flour. There you go. <laughs> bugs that really, you can't, it's the other kinds of flour aren't enough. You have to have bugs.
0: This is a company out of California.
2: No, this is a company out of, out of Canada. Oh. And, and so far these are not being sold in America that we know of. Right. Um, and when I looked up on their website to find out if there are any American stores selling these yet, they're, right. they're not listed. So if, if you, if so. you
0: buy anything that says wholesome, all natural, down to the earth, real food yes. type of packaging. Yep.
2: Especially wow. actually foods don't touch any of their stuff. Ooh. Cause here's, here's the comparison. Uh, you know, the FDA had regulated the amount of, bugs in ketchup this is this is one of those funny little facts that i just remember off the top of my head that that one bottle of ketchup was allowed a maximum of 15 maggots to be acceptable in the food supply (laughs) but (laughs) but you weren't nobody was trying to put bugs in them You know what I mean? Right. They were. It was like if something falls into this massive industrial vat of ketchup that is being produced, right? You know, they've actually figured out the number of bugs
0: that are okay.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Do
0: not exceed that. Will not
2: poison somebody or whatever. Because this is
0: not good. Yeah. Yeah, It's not acceptable for human consumption.
2: Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so. I know chocolate
0: was. It's the worst. Chocolate has the highest allowable foreign. Ingredient, uh, you know, bugs, uh, in in it. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was, yeah, I, I saw one dog, of those huh? reports too. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just all one. That's all different parts from one animal. I, I don't know how many bugs they allow in a hot dog, but or, <laughs> right. I don't even want to mention all the other stuff that's in it.
2: Yeah, well, and so, so you know, here's Bill Gates wanting to produce foods made of bugs. He's right. wanting to produce fake meat, yeah, uh, synthetic, meat. A synthetic or plant-based garbage when we've got the best livestock in the world here in America. Right. And so the greatest part was the fact that that picnic building burned down in Holland, yes, and, uh, spontaneously, uh, yes, caught, spontaneously on <laughs> caught on fire. Spontaneously caught on fire. Sounds like spontaneous combustion. Just, right. just magically, poof. You know. Right? Yep. And so, so the fact that he's got his hands everywhere, yep. everywhere, and across everything that is anti-meat, anti-beef, pro-pro uh, population reduction. Pro food control.
0: Oh, not to mention now he's a uh, he's a uh, pharma, pharmaceutical expert now.
2: Well, exactly. Yeah,
0: he's a virologist. How now. else?
2: How else are you going to get rid of seven and a half billion people right. without knowing a good virus to shove upon them that will kill them all? Right. Oh, yeah,
0: they just he just he just put out a list uh, of like eleven viruses. I, th- I think it was eleven, maybe it was eight, but uh, anyway, viruses that that could. Emerge, in the you know not too distant future that we need to be aware of. Right,
2: because <laughs> so, he because his lab just developed them.
0: Right, <laughs> and they're trying to decide which one of them to release.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. right.
0: So well, we're out of time, but uh, thank you for that information. Thank you for sharing that. And if you guys are interested yep, in welcome. that book, it is the Apparels of Sustainable Development that's available at the Redout Gear Store. There, you can click on the that Gear Store or the the book uh, well actually your book 444 that'll take you to the same place yep. where you can buy uh, the perils of sustainable development it was the warning in 2012 10 years ago and now it is full force it's on and uh, understanding what's behind it and their their intentions and all their whole narrative it's all right there very very uh very well done and very well researched wow so, uh, okay, well, let's just say goodbye to everybody, and we'll wrap it up.
2: That's right, you all. Thank you for joining us this evening, and uh, we look forward to having you join us all the rest of the week on The Morning Commute. You all have a blessed evening and a blessed week.
0: All right, guys, this is Radio Free Redoubt. Thanks for being with us, and, uh, yeah, if you're God-fearing, liberty-loving patriot, my name is your name, too. Good night.